Welcome to Inside the Loop. Today is June 4th, 2020, and this may or may not be the most electric podcast we've had to date. Agreed. Today's guest? Today's June 4th. We're releasing on June 4th. We're in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me, Jim? Well. All right, dude. Sorry for fake news here already. Already off the bat. All right, well, today's guest is strapped with stories, and I honestly think he wanted to be a guest on our podcast more than we wanted him to be. (laughs) Jared, what's the rap? Get, and before you give the rap, give me your thoughts. Give me one to three words on our today's guest. Electric agent, um, secret spy. That was a good job. That was great. <laughs> All right. Great. So I like great. I'm, like, I'm going to give my intro. Jared, give me your thoughts, though, other than your words. Um, I really like fill in the blank. Because um, he reminds, it's because Jared he is, reminds, does a really bad job at giving away the guest before we introduce <laughs> him. He reminds me of myself, and I feel like um, fill in the blank is also very multifaceted and excels at a lot of things besides one thing, and I think that's really cool. And I also um, think he's amazing. Wonderful, Jared. Thank what you. What does multifaceted that. mean? Like you're just good at a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Oh. Like you're always doing something new. Like you're not just like the ping pong just, guy. The faceted, I, I got. I didn't get the multi part. But like, you know it. what I mean? Like you, you're good at a lot of stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Or as at least it's, in my eyes, which I'm, is all that matters. Jared's, Jared's, a, nice Jared's a lot nicer. Describe, describe me as a spy. Yeah. No. Yes. Well, like a secret agent, because like you never know. It's like you could easily be. Like, either part of the mafia or part of whatever in the next, whatever. You know? Uh, Russia? I don't know. Uh, All right, I'm going to give my intro on our special guest. (laughs) Today's guest is a product of East Texas coming out of Tyler, Texas. He played his high school ball at Tyler Lee High School, where he was a dual sport athlete playing both football and baseball. From high school, he went on to Waco, Texas to play both football and baseball for the Baylor Bears. With a year of college under his belt, he hung up the baseball spikes and committed to just playing football. While he was at Baylor, he helped the Bears win two conference championships and three bowl game victories. This man was a heartbeat of those winning teams. The glue guy is usually what what they're known to be called. You might be wondering right now, what role did he have in helping the Bears win all those games? He was a long snapper. From Baylor, he snapped enough balls to make some scouts turn their heads, which got him an invite to the NFL Combine. At the combine, he ran a whopping 497, <laughs> four, 497 40 yard dash. That was flying, man. With an impressive hand size of 9.63 inches. Wow. These combine statistics resulted in him getting drafted by the Detroit Lions in the sixth round of the like 2016 the NFL draft. Wearing tights. He is the fifth ever long That'd snapper be, to be drafted in NFL. He also has a blue check mark on Instagram, <laughs> and he also has his own Wikipedia page. We're honored to have none other than Jimmy Landis. How are ya? Yeah, how are ya? How are ya? <laughs> we got some fans here today, too. We got. Yeah, let's give a quick I'm shout a out. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Quick shout out to Mr. Gettleman for having us in his uh, uh, humble abode, former residence of, 
of Robert Redford, Jared. Can you give us a scoop on uh, Mr. Redford? Well, apparently Robert Redford is <laughs> the coolest. My mom is in shambles figuring out that where um, somewhere where Robert Redford I, used to be, I guess. Um, and she was. I told her, and she immediately called Tucker and said, I'm driving down, so I don't know what that means, but I've used my Google search, and Robert Redford is actually very, very cool. Um, hopefully, he could come on the podcast. You know what he really is? He's a real natural. Agreed. That's a movie. Yeah, I, I understand that now. Oh, okay, good. All right, all right, all right. So... Jimmy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're really excited. It's been, it's been too long. We've been we've been talking a lot about doing this. I wanted to this. be here first, but you know, it only took you five guys before me. <laughs> we needed to groom ourselves before we... Uh, yeah, before this comes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jared, let's get into the uh, the, pre, the pre-interview questions. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask, J- Jimmy, what, do you have a morning routine? I lived with you for about, you know, seven, eight months. I don't remember you having anything special or you'd always come to my room and, and beat me up. My, my morning routine was to make sure that you were up no matter what time I got up and whether that took me waking you up or just me being so upset that I had to wake up or that I started beating you and wrestling you. Um, my, my morning routine is usually I wake up and I look at my phone and I set... I set a minimum 12 alarms. Are they're, they all like a minute apart? They're spread out, they're no, spread two out. minutes apart, two, two. minutes, two extra. And then just this morning, I set it for six because I wanted to get up and be productive on a Saturday because I'm an adult now, so I thought Saturdays, you know, it really shows if you're an adult or not if you're waking up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. And I didn't get out of bed till 8.45, and 25 or 26 alarms went off. And oh so... Wake. My routine is to wake up to make sure I wake up, and then when we were living together, I there was an intercom system in this house. And yeah, let me get before you. I'll get the rundown. So this intercom in this house, you get these old older houses that still have these you know kind of PA systems in the wall, and there's a speaker in every room, the living room, each bedroom. And it's le- it's legit just a button press, and it's you're talking and you're school. talking to the whole house. And I just remember one time being like, okay, like no way these things work, you know. So I pressed it and I started talking, and the whole house like you could hear my voice. And Jimmy and I just like looked at each other and we we're like, no way, it works. But at the same time, I was like, this is the worst thing that could have happened because Jimmy is not going to stop talking in the same. And he didn't. Was it loud? Or was oh it like yeah, I mean, McDonald's if it was in your own room, it was yeah, it was very. In your ear. There was a couple of nights I came home, and I can I can kind of like push the line with Tucker, and I can see when he breaks. And so I got on the intercom one day, just in my little room, and I just go hello, hello, <laughs> hello, and I was gonna go. I was, was gonna go. Was, I was gonna go for hours until he responded. He finally goes, Jimmy, what? Over the intercom. Over the intercom. <laughs> Well, it was also it'd be well. He was like down the hallway too, and then I well, was like, "It'd be at two a.m. Be at two in the morning when he gets home from I don't know where bars or something." And he from uh, lifting, yeah, because from he's lifting. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Player. This is my fourth workout, and yeah, he would. I would be asleep, and he would do it until I ran out of my room and ran into his room and would tackle him. 
and then it would end with Jimmy just laying on top of me. I kind of feel like the PA system is like um, just a really easy setup for like a horror like kind yeah, of like story. Yeah, kind of. Like somebody somebody says on the intercom like come downstairs like or like you're gonna die and, yeah, then, and then you're like Jimmy like stop playing and then you go to Jimmy's room and he's asleep and you're like uh oh like there's actually somebody like in the house you know like and then you find out that it's my older brother John that's there you a go. different story we're not, <laughs> John we're not talking about you man okay so the, the morning routine so you set 12 alarms yeah I, and then I, what, I, a cup of coffee I really do um, usually I'm a, I'm a big pod guy and uh, where I'm living right now, they don't have pods, so I'm having to reteach myself how to make coffee. Pods? Like pod. coffee pods? or Coffee pods. Jewel pods? No. What is a coffee it's pod? Coffee pod. It's the little cups, and you... The K-cup? You put it in the... The K-cup. You put it in the coffee machine. Yeah, it's a K-cup. And you, yeah, I, you oh, slam that yeah. bad boy. You slam it down, and then it's, you, you know, press what size cup you the got. The Keurig. So you, yeah. Okay, okay. That one. Yeah. All right. Do yeah. you put creamer in coffee? No. No. I just go black, unless I don't know. If I'm feeling if I'm feeling ready for the day, I'll put throw a little hazelnut in there. Bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it's, been, it's been fun. You've had, you've had my time. All right, all right, Jared, ask your question, dude. Um, well, I've got a lot of questions for you, hit Jimmy, with the... but I'm gonna hit you with my favorite one. Uh, and somebody that was on my mind today was Jamie Fox because Jamie Fox is just so cool, and we were talking about him earlier. And I love Jamie Fox, but yeah. Um, so this question kind of like bounces off that. Um, who is somebody in you, like right now who you really like? A celebrity. It doesn't have to be a celebrity, but somebody okay. that you don't know that you you would love to like either hang out with or like go grab lunch with, just out of the pure like you're not getting anything out of it. You just out of the pure like nature of like wow, like this guy's really cool. I'd love to spend two hours with him. Can this person be dead? Yeah. Why not? For sure. Chris Farley. Wow. Yes. 100. Yeah. 100%. Wow. Right. I wouldn't be able to ask him a question. I would just laugh for two hours and then be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm good now. Like, I can that I can die. is an amazing answer. Jimmy. I, Jimmy's humor is, is, like, very parallel to that. I was able to memorize. The band so, down by the river? So that. So Saturday Night Live came out with, like, the best of Chris Farley mm-hmm. DVD and... I had watched it so many times. I that's awesome. Could spit out lines, uh, Tommy Boy lines. It was, it was Farley, Chris <laughs> Farley. I'm not the norm kind of guy. Uh, I he's just, I just I don't know. I don't know why I fell in love with him, and I just wish he would. He is an not electric, electric human being. He's amazing. He's an animal. Fat, <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. That's he's so an good. icon. Great answer. Bring him back. Great answer, Jimmy. Dude. I'm surprised, man. Yeah, You're great giving, answer. That's a good answer. Thanks. Really good answer. Okay. Well, I got thumbs up so far. Yeah, two yeah. thumbs up. What was your last Google search? Um, it was probably <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm having to use my personal computer at work, and so I probably searched. Top investment consulting firm in the U.S. What about what say. about your pleasure search? Yeah, what That's about a like business, your, on your mobile business search? What about a pleasure search on an unsecured network, VPN <laughs> sort of thing, dark uh, internet? Do you remember the old app that had the calculator and it was like the secret calculator? You type in numbers and it would go 
oh, get yeah. like a secret web Dude, search. Dude, that slapped in seventh grade. That was awesome middle school. But uh, my my last Google search. Was that just a random comment? Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember that? I don't know why I just thought about that. No, <laughs> it's like, I just thought about that app since this was a you incredible you? question. I don't. Thanks. The agent's got it. It's not. He doesn't check his phone anymore. It was probably the address to Mati's that we had for dinner uh, tonight. Okay. So. Okay. All right. It's not. I thought you were gonna give us something way better. That two thumbs up is what, not what, one. What, what's something, what's to, the last how to lose thing? weight? <laughs> <laughs> something um, simple. Jimmy, what's the last thing you bought on Amazon? Ooh, I actually, I got. I ordered a real estate book. So I could read to learn about commercial real estate in the business, but I've only used Amazon to order something twice, and I've been getting charged fourteen dollars a month for Prime for the past three years. <laughs> well, you're helping out the stock price. I so am. There you I'm go. really helping out, Mr. Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. Mr. Bezos, um, Jeffrey. But I had. I really don't. I just get books or. Um, that's, yeah, I've ordered two things in the past three years. I'd so th- say. that's really cool because Amazon started as a book um, I'm online going back book to their company. roots. So you're really diving into their roots. Really is, getting into the roots. Yeah, that's really cool. I miss my original brand, Agreed. Amazon. Jimmy, we're gonna move along. Good. <laughs> Please <laughs> have mercy. And we're gonna we're gonna go to the young to to the times where Jimmy Landis was a young boy stopping through. The, the old the big old pine trees of Tyler Texas your parents your brothers what was it like growing up in the Landis household man there was never a dull moment never a dull day and I just feel I feel it for my mom the only woman in the house and four boys if you include my dad who's just like us and man she I Looking back, I'm like, oh, my sweet mother really has got a sweet, sweet, sweet heart to put up with us. Because the things that we did, you know, there's some days we were accidentally walking around with our pants down. And um, some days we would accidentally like, oh, mom, did, you know, I dropped something. She's like, what did you drop? And she'd turn and I had my pants down in the back. And she'd be like, are you serious? Jimmy? She was like, I just hope you don't do these and do this in front of your friends and your girlfriends and all that stuff. I'm like, no, no, just just you, mom. Just you. <laughs> but no, it was it was pranks, pranks galore. We pulled pranks on mom and dad. Um, John and I fought growing up until we hit high school and we we're like, we're the same person. Why don't we just love each other? Really? This is great, yeah. Y'all kinda butted heads a little bit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It all started when I got home from the hospital, uh, when I was born. When you were born at a very young age, I was born at ten pounds nine ounces, and broke born to be a long snapper. Absolutely, (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, I was ten pounds nine ounces. I broke two of my mom's ribs. Uh, I was just a little bowling ball. I was like, Mom, what did you eat to make me so big? She's like, Pop Tarts and probably El Charo's Mexican (laughs) restaurant, Tyler, but. Um. Yeah. So that was. Uh, it was. It was definitely a blast. And so okay. So that that's you mentioned John. Yep. And though for those that don't know Jimmy and the Landis family, John is the oldest. John is my idol. 
<laughs> don't say this, I don't. This, I don't. don't he is my influence. He is the reason why I am. <laughs> so, John is just a different type of human being. And I've been around John like twice. <laughs> but he makes me uncomfortable every second I'm around him. And I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> so I'm always on the on my tippy toes. And I'm always ready to just like leave the scene. Always. Uh, like I would never... He's mostly in the wrong, so I would never. <laughs> so I would never stick up for him when it came. Yeah, to it's always like you're like I don't know him. I don't know him. So, y'all had to have gotten in trouble growing up. Is where I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. So, so back to earlier, our first fight. Do you consider it a fight? Was when I came home from the hospital and I was. Mom told the story. I was crying in my cradle, and. She ran in the room, and the whole crib was just cuffed, like just stuffed with like stuffed animals. So John, from day one, was trying to kill me. He's trying to suffocate you. Trying to kill stuffed me. Stuffed animals. Yeah, he's like, I'm not the, you know, object of attention anymore. I'm gonna kill this kid. <laughs> like, it's your brother. But uh, and then the next, I just remember. I actually do remember this somehow that's the first thing that ever happened and then of course i got to like six years old seven years old and uh, dad and mom got me a uh, little mechanical four-wheeler like the little toy one and i ran over john with it <laughs> not only that i put that thing in reverse and i ran him over back and that was that I remember that was like the initial one where then it was boom 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 it was constant we were we were going at it but did y'all ever, so after y'all are going at each other, did mm. y'all ever like team up with each other? And like, do you, you said you were pranking your parents and stuff. Did y'all ever get in like in trouble? Like y'all both got grounded together? No, they couldn't ground both of us. They could try to get us individually, but they, yeah. they weren't going to get both of us. No, we, uh, we were big, we were big pranksters on mom and dad. Um, what's one that sticks out to you? Um, it's it's kind of been a tradition. We've always done something on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. and when I say Christmas morning, I mean like two thirty in the morning. Um, recently, we I dressed up as an elf. No, I had a reindeer reindeer hat. John dressed up as Santa. My little brother filmed, and I mean, just bust through their door. We had music blaring. We started just yelling um, "Happy Birthday to Jesus." <laughs> And we flipped on the lights too, and saw. And Dad, man, so my dad has a pistol next to the bed. And so before beforehand, I go, John, why don't we like set off the alarm, the house alarm, then go do it? And he goes, Okay, you go first, and you stand up, and so you can get hit by the bullet. No. But, so we go in there kind of ducking when we flip Did Mr. Up. Landis grab the pistol? No, it was in the drawer, oh. but he was I, it's the fastest I've seen my dad get out of bed. It was He was up like, you know, he was ready. To, he, he, you can see in his eyes, he was ready to kill. <laughs> it was, it, it could have been Santa and my dad would have killed Santa. No, no doubt <laughs> like about it. Like the real Santa? No problem, yeah. <laughs> Before Santa got his milk and cookies, he would have been, there have been, there been a body. You ever, have you ever watched uh, Jackass with Bam Margera, where he would always break into yes. his parents' room? Yes. And just start 
you know, love the scene his where his dad is set off on fireworks, the and they're just yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we John and I try to come up with an idea of like the what <laughs> go on back there. That's fine. Um, John and I came up with the idea that you know, excuse me, it was my idea, and John just wouldn't pull through with it. But uh, was to get like the baseball bucket and just throw black hats in there, and you know, blast them one morning. One Christmas morning, just keep it going year round. Oh, what's a black hat? The little like the little firecrackers. Oh, and you know how you have the strand? You have the Boy. strand of them, and then yeah, it sounds like machine gun yeah. going off. Yeah. Um, another prank that was a Christmas morning prank was uh, I was in Detroit, and um, we decided I decided okay, I want to get a painting done, a family portrait painting. And uh, one of my friends, Sharon Ellis, is an incredible artist, painter, and I called her. John and I got on a call with her and was like, hey, we need you to paint a family portrait of us. And she's like, okay, all right, what do you want? I said, well, we, we're thinking unicorn, flying through the clouds of heaven. And um, put John, me, and Will, my little brother, on there, and then my parents somewhere. And um, she's like, okay, perfect. And so uh, this thing's massive on a canvas like perfect <laughs> this is actually a thing yeah this is real and um, so Christmas morning we open all the presents and everything and then we go alright mom and dad y'all go sit on the couch we got one last surprise for you." and uh, they're they're already nervous I mean they're already nervous and we say close your eyes which makes them more nervous and so I walk out holding it they open their eyes and my dad's just dying laughing I mean look, there's a little baby angel playing the harp and it says the Landis Kingdom on there and it was perfectly done but I didn't know that John had called Sheridan a month after that we had the phone call and said put a crown on my head so of course John's got a crown on his head on the front of the unicorn horse and um, I was like alright we're gonna hang it up right here we put it up on the living room my mom was like no <laughs> my dad was like yeah just put it wherever you want let's go like, this is great that's amazing okay so apart from family family pranks you also played sports this is still like when you were younger did you you just play everything or did you were you like oh I'm a long snapper at seven years old no yeah when did you get thick <laughs> I didn't get thick till college uh, no I was I was a uh was a catcher growing up my whole life and then I played because my older brother John was a center I immediately became offensive line you know I was playing center and left guard and um, I was you know one of the biggest people on the line at 6'2 220 and every person and that's tiny in yeah. our division we were playing like US Trinity and somehow every game that we played in high school the defensive tackle that I went up against was a D1 commit to Baylor, U of H, Oklahoma. The guy blew out my knee. I'm like, I was getting murdered. I was getting murdered. I was getting. They would just grab me, kind of look at the running back, and then throw me into the stands. <laughs> um, so that was that was a really a blast in high school. And then um, I had I was snapping in middle school for punts. I was doing it one handed. Because I was center, I had no idea. I get to high school, 
and I see a guy with two hands on it snapping. I was like, oh, that'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. Why not, huh? And um, I did it, looked at my legs, like, threw it. It was a bullet tight spiral right where I was looking, and I go, I'm going to the oh, NFL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get drafted. Um, never really thought about it. Just was like, okay, this You're is... like, throw this, it back. Let me do it again. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is pretty easy. I'll just, I'll just, like, maybe try to do this. I don't know. I'll just do it on the side. I, I would purposely, on recruiting um, cards that I'd send out to schools, I'd put, like, yeah, 6'4", 275, like, <laughs> just... Oh, absolute bs on this paper and stuff and i go yeah i'm never gonna play a line in college so i'll just bend over and throw a ball through my legs how about that <laughs> so what how often did you win what, what's that it's like shuffleboard what's that thing where you roll it and you like curling curling it's like how do you know like you know what i mean like it's such a small niche of like thing like when were you like okay i'm actually gonna like practice at this and how do you even find like a mentor for you to like help you like long snap or was it like all on your own you just like try to figure it out so originally it was all my own and our d-line coach um had been going to this guy named shane shane hackney who was called the uh, the snap doctor <laughs> and i was in dallas that himself like he gave it to himself uh-huh he's awesome the and snapping um, school snap doctor he just anyway i um you went to the snap doctor i went to the snap doctor for a camp and it was just snapping and he was like you could you know you could really do this like you really wanna, you want to do this really like let's go. go i was like sure i mean i want to play o-line i want to get fat like i love eating why not can i can i not play o-line okay i'll snap whatever um no so that's how it that's when i first thought i was like okay maybe this can really take off but baseball was my first love i was if football worked out great if not that's fine but baseball i was like i want to go right. i want to go play baseball mm-hmm. yeah off off the field before we jump down back into sports great off the field was there anything growing and this is kind of a deep question but was there anything and you could be when you were a young kid or it could be in high school is there anything that kind of happened in your life that you know was a struggle or, or was life-changing but you definitely became something better on the on the back side of it wow tucker that's i'm sorry i'm sorry philosophical uh it's plato and Arist- aristotle Socrates. up in here mm, my greek mythology uh there actually was a moment that really changed the trajectory of my life um it was my junior year of high school i was playing uh o-line left guard I was going up against a guy that committed to Oklahoma. A nuke. And this guy, I'll, I'll just never forget, he, Flower Mound Marcus, were playing there, and he was blind in his right eye. Blind, wow. in, his, blind in his right eye. And I just so happened to be that side of that eye. And so um, I was, I blocked like the defensive end. And he had a stunt towards me, and the center hit him. And I had my knee was straightened, and my leg was straightened out, and he hit my knee. And I just I felt it, felt some tear, felt some pop, heard it, and I immediately was just immediately immediately was down. That was my junior year, and that was like recruiting year, yeah. um, the year, the the yeah, year school. to get yeah, looked at. Year. And I was getting letters from from schools, from the snap doctor, from snap. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he was sending me personal letters. That was you know, no call. It's just personal letters from, from the Snap, Snap Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> and um, and then I it was an, a nine month rehab. I missed my junior year of baseball. Ooh, um, rip! Big year. It's a big year. Yeah, and so so football like. You know, I was kind of like, okay, well, football time. We're well, I got to be ready back for baseball, summer ball. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got an email from A and M saying like, hey, we're coming to watch you. This, this is for baseball. This is for baseball. So really, you must have been really good then. I could, right? I could, I could hit. I could really hit. That was, that was my deal. Um, so I, know. I wish I knew Jimmy baseball, Jimmy. How often do you ever hear about a, an O line hitter? Jimmy Baseball, yeah. Well, I was only 220. I was maybe a tight end size. Yeah, on the baseball field, dude, 6'1", 220 on the baseball field. You're yeah, like, oh, you're this kind dude. of a unit, yeah. And so... And some spikes, too? I had just... Was just finished with rehabbing, and um, they sent me that email. They're like, hey, we'll be, you know, sometime this summer. And I was thinking, like, I hope they're not, you know, first week of June, and I have this big knee brace on. So when I'm squatting to catch, I'm, like, leaning yeah. over... They're there the very first game, <laughs> and it was horrible. Of course, and never heard back from them. It's okay. Gig them, <laughs> and uh, so I thought, wow, I'm really like, I'm done. I'm done, done. I, my junior year, kind of that summer, I was, it just never felt right on that knee, and so I was kind of worried about, okay, well, I guess I actually have to use my brains to get into school now. Yeah. So now, fast forwarding a little bit. You commit to Baylor. Yeah. And you're you're going to Baylor whoa, for whoa, baseball. Whoa, whoa, wait, how did you commit to Baylor? Yeah, so I um was actually continued meeting up with a snap doctor. Oh yeah. And uh was getting film on me of snapping and I was sending that film out and I met the Oklahoma recruiter, J Jay Norvell, and I swung through Norman just to go with my dad to go see Oklahoma and let him know I was there. Met him, had a tour of the campus with their football guy, and then I came back in after it. And he goes, well, we really like your video and your size. We want to give you a preferred walk-on. I was like, "Uh, yeah, okay, great. So I was going to Oklahoma to play football in just a snap. And uh, they call, like, so that was probably in March High going school. into senior year? This was senior end of senior year. End of senior year. Yeah. Going into freshman year of college. Yeah. Mm. So this was March. I'm like, great. I'm going to Oklahoma. Boomer. And March, April, May. And then May, they called me. And they're like, hey, due to Title IX reasons, like we can't bring – we have to cut a certain amount of players or something like that. They had to cut like 30 players, and they couldn't bring me in in the fall. But I'd be on the team in the spring. Mm. And so I'd be like, yeah, hey, you know, that's fine. I'll I'll still come and, and try it out. Shirt. Yeah, redshirted or or just be a student, yeah. you know. And then um, we're in the playoffs for baseball and for my high school, and we're playing Temple. And uh, I looked up and I'd known who the Baylor baseball coaches were, and Hoot Jonigan mm-hmm. was there, and I saw him. You know, I was like, oh, Baylor's here, great. And so somehow I hit two home runs. And at this time, what year, what year is this? Bombs. This was uh, 2011. So at this time, Baylor's a wagon of a team. Like they're good, right? Yeah, they were like they had good. 
Football was not good. Baseball, baseball was pretty dang good. They were in that like that 2012, I think, season. That next year was when they're. Yep, that was my freshman year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna fast forward because I want to get into some stories in college and NFL. Okay, yeah. Uh, go ahead. So we we go to Baylor. Yeah. Long story short, we get to Baylor, mm-hmm. and you play baseball your freshman year. What was your salary like at Baylor? <laughs> Did they pay you pretty good? It wasn't in cash, but yeah, they paid pretty good. <laughs> so, you redshirt right football. Like you don't you you redshirt fo- freshman year, but you play baseball. Correct. No. Correct me. In- incorrect. Uh, switch it up. Switch it. Redshirt baseball. Oh really? Played football. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know. That. Yeah. So you had PT as a, a freshman at Baylor. Mm-hmm. So well, I was supposed really? to be redshirt in both. And the field goal extra point snapper for Baylor broke his foot second game, and they came in the locker room. I feel Coach like that always goes, happens. Get in. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> so much. What was it like Wait. when you ran on the field for that first time? Well, it was, it was nerve-wracking until I got up to the until I got up like to the ball. Like you lined up against these these yeah other these college. big dudes. Like yeah. you're talking big. You're talking big in high school. These are well, big dudes. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a different world when I ran out there because I was like, okay, well, this is legit now. This is happening. We were playing SFA, and I get up to the ball, and I look up, and it's two of my high school friends are on the other side of me, and I go, oh, what's up, Marquise? And, like, and they're like, man, Jimmy, like, man, you didn't know you were going to snap. And I'm like, I'm on the field. I'm on the field. Did you see this? Like, this is my first time. And they're like, just snap it, Jimmy. Come on, man. We'll see you after the game. Whatever. <laughs> So, That's so I weird. actually was laughing my first snap ever, and it was after that, it was like, This is fun. <laughs> Did you put it on the money? On the money. Let's go. On the money. Let's go. So, so I just couldn't stop laughing. And I, we ran off the field. I go, Bye, Marvin. Bye, Marquise. And they're like, What up, man? <laughs> so, we're, we're at Baylor, and, and you play during the browse era where y'all were just freaking racking up wins. Yeah. Y'all, y'all were awesome, and you played with. RG three mm-hmm. at, at one point. Yep. Sean Oakman, Laquan Bryce McGowan, Petty, Bryce Laquan McGowan. Like you played with a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. Spencer Drango. Yep. What was it Corey like? Coleman. Like what? What kind of Corey Coleman? Yeah. What? What kind of funny business Coleman. did y'all get into? Or or you know, on field stuff, funny off field stuff. You know, just hanging out with the teammates. Like, what went on? So. <laughs> My first week on campus at Baylor University was a, on a Monday, first day of class, and I texted Coach Levy, who was a special teams coach at the time, and I sent the text and said, hey, Levy, what time are meetings today? And he replied, it's Coach Levy, you <laughs> slap ass. And I just go, oh, my gosh. Day one. Day one. So... <laughs> I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be a long how many year, how many years I'm gonna be here. Um, so we just had meetings that day on a Monday. Tuesday, first day of practice, and that week we're playing TCU, and TCU had just won the Rose Bowl. So it was, you know, a big game, first game. And my first practice, I'm out there. One of the first ones, specialists warming up, and I'm snapping to the punter, Spencer Roth, and I'm looking through my legs and I snap those are back and then I look through and I snap it again and I just hear this like clack and I go oh, he probably like went through his hands hit him in the face and I turn around and Robert Griffin the third is holding his heck 
like bent over, like doing this, like with his helmet. Thankfully, his helmet was on, but he was like, oh, he was just shaking, and he just kind of like looked at me, and I go, whoa, <laughs> what happened? And I was like, whoa, what happened? And Spencer over there is like, Jimmy, oh my gosh! And so Robert picks up the ball, like just rears back, throws it at me. I catch it. <laughs> I catch it. it like, I don't like. It doesn't hit me. And I, I, I catch. catch I catch this ball, and so I'm holding it. And I'm, we're staring at each other, and I, we don't really know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what had just happened. And so Robert runs runs off to quarterbacks, and I'm I'm looking at Spencer. He yeah, he just, he just like just ran away, and I I just go, what just happened? I just caught a bullet from Robert Griffin, and did you miss it? And he goes. He goes, dude, you snapped it, and he ran in front of me to go warm up, and you put it perfectly into the side of his head. And I go, I'm going to have to transfer. (laughs) Because if this guy is concussed, Robert Griffin III is concussed, I'm I'm going to die. Like I'm going to have to transfer to MCC or I uh, no, not even MCC. I need to get out of Waco, out of Texas. You're going, by, you're going back to Tyler Junior College. I'm going back to TJC. No, that's probably Represent. too close. I'm going to like Maine University. <laughs> like I'm getting out of there because that was the game we beat we Imagine beat TC that weekend. Imagine if oh, Robert yeah. Griffin didn't get to play the headlines. Freshman log snapper <laughs> knocks out Robert Griffin the third for the first week and we lose to TCU and That's like big. I man. want Robert, I may or may not have won you the Heisman. <laughs> You're welcome. What, how was y'all's relationship after that? Um, it was it was like I know that probably quarterbacks and all, especially being a freshman, like quarter, senior quarterbacks and freshman football players aren't, you know, close knit. But was, y'all had to have had like some type of exchange at some point. Oh, it was great because of that. That's probably the only reason why he knows who I am. Um, I saw like before the TCU game, we're in the locker room. He called me over and he's like, "Hey, man, we got. I know it wasn't your fault." And I was like, yeah, well, I'm really sorry. I'm like, I'm really sorry. And he goes, I just can't believe you caught it. And he goes, I can't believe <laughs> you caught it. That's what I can't believe you caught it when I threw it. It was great. And I go, yeah, it's crazy. Like, Did he hum it? I love you. No. Uh, like, how close were you standing when he launched it? It's, I mean, what, like 13, what 12 yards. He threw it as hard as he could? Yeah, I mean, he, he reared back. He reared <laughs> back. Up. And I was like, that's why I'm a catcher. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after that, like, you know, he went on and won the Heisman and then How Redskins and all that. But he'd come back, and every time I saw him, like, see him, he'd be like, my head still hurts, man. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I'm so sorry. Still so still cool. sorry to this day. Wow. Uh, I've got a question. Yeah. How, what was it like? I don't know. Maybe I just can't put it into terms because I just have no idea, like, wh- how it is. But what's it like having the Heisman on your team? It's it's awesome. I, I love Robert because he he never had a big head. It was always like I'm just a football player. It wasn't like um you know, like, oh I'm gonna go like he did Adidas, did all those big commercials, but he was still like would talk to me, would talk to everyone on the team. He was still a big team player and um yeah, it was it was nuts having him on the team and then I grew up with uh I grew up with the Heisman Trophy winner. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Yeah, that's the only, that's the only time I'll do Gig'em. But uh, 
Little yeah. League and everything, right? Johnny does this. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so it was, it was really weird. I'm like, I'm 21 years old and I'm good friends with two Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah, um, can't say that. No, but now he was RG3 was very, he was very smart, knew how to work the cameras. He was, he was the same person the whole time. And, and um, yeah, really great guy. That's, That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Man. You what, want to hear stuff like that. What other, what, what else sticks out to you? Daniel Baylor years that you know you walk away from because you know at the oh, end of the day some like, of those games so I, I was talking to my dad the other day and we were just talking about you know football and at Baylor I think Baylor rushed the field six times when I was playing because of all the big wins that we had uh, awesome. the TCU the 61-58 of course was just yeah I was going to bring that one iconic. up iconic uh, but honestly so that was by far my favorite home game. My favorite away game was when we played Oklahoma 2014, and we beat them for the first time ever up there in Norman. And listening to Oklahoma boo their own team was no. That's awesome. awesome. Because we ran the exact same play seven times in a row and scored. And it was a Y'all scored it, on that same play. Yep, it was a wide receiver screen to Corey Coleman. <laughs> it just and kept working. Yeah, they just didn't – their defense didn't change. And after, like, the fifth time we ran it, you just hear this boo, and yeah. then the whole stadium like booing Yankees, Oklahoma. You know, yeah. It's sour Yankee oh, fans. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh, that was awesome. And then we – I mean, we killed them. We really killed them up there. And hearing that stadium go quiet, how big it was, was – we were just laughing on the sidelines. It was – it just gives you goosebumps thinking about it. But – um who was, was the it? quarterback for OU? Like, uh, during the, was, was it like Landry Jones, or is that too far? No, it was the one that went to AM. Oh, Knight? Trevor Knight? Yeah, Trevor Knight. That's uh, Yeah, he was there. He got hurt. He got hurt that game. Yeah, I think Open threw him down and about ruptured his spine. Um, <laughs> oh was that his... guy um, a – how was that guy? Sean Oakman. Jared, do you, you remember – You hear do you, memes about that do guy. Do you remember the memes oh, about – Oh, I know exactly. The, it was like, do you yeah. want heads or tails? I'll take the ball. And his head to yes. <laughs> please, please take the ball. Yeah. You can have it. Whatever you want with it. Sean was, Sean was great. He um, – I saw one that was like Baylor tuition. Like – what did it say? It'll be Sean free. Oak. Yeah, yeah, like Baylor tuition, like fifty grand. Sean Oakman, no Baylor, All right. free. All yeah. right, you're yeah, good. Sure, you're good. <laughs> so, did you ever have to hit that guy? No, my gosh, okay, no. Um, Sean Oakman was—he's uh, just a beast. Like, he took off his shirt, walked around the locker room, and he's just ripped. And he's six eight, two eighty, with like, you know two or three percent at best body fat <laughs> and in the weight room he's doing pull-ups with a belt and it's got like a hundred pound plate with a 25 on there just repping it i'm like i just i can't even squat 225 barely but uh but when it, when when sean spoke <laughs> when you talk to sean i would start backing away because i was just i would get scared because you're just like an intimidating yeah. presence he was intimidating and he also when he spoke to you it was a roar oh so she you're did. like whoa i know like, oh my like but super nice it was like <laughs> it was just kind of like normal conversation was great i'd take him home 
uh, to his place a few times after workouts, and we had some good talks. But it was just like I, he'd be like, you know, it was like the meme. And I'd like turn it to a station, and if he was like, I don't want to listen to, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. What, what do you want to do? Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want. Do you want country? I do. Here you go. Uh, yeah, tell, tell me what you want. <laughs> tell me what you got. Here's my phone. Get on Spotify, whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, some football stories. Uh, it, you see some. There's some things, some crazy things you see that in the moment you're like, "There's, there's no way this is real. There's no way that I'm actually watching this happen." And that was when Laquan McGowan, who is six eight. Four hundred Oh, I remember that he's the pounds. largest guy to ever score. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Laquan McGowan, first off, um, is when he warmed up at practice with Bryce Petty, Bryce would, you know, throw him the ball and he'd just catch it one handed. <laughs> like it was nothing. Like nothing. Like a tennis ball. But yeah. And then we're in the weight room and we're doing a hammerback machine, so you gotta you know, reach out and pull it. And he has a strength coach on one side and another strength coach on the other side holding the weight, and there's 400 pounds on each side. Just repping 800 pounds. And I'm like, I I just, I feel like a stick. I, you know, why am I even in this weight room with this? 800 pounds? Man, yeah. Like, it was nothing. They had strength coaches holding the weight on so it wouldn't fall off. Oh and, my god! Uh, uh, was he a teddy bear? What did that guy eat? Super nice guy. Yeah, just nicest guy. Um, he loved like he asked me one time to go buy four cans of dip for him at the uh, gas station, and I see him just put in this hammer log in there, <laughs> and I don't even know if he got bust, but uh, <laughs> who would win in a fight, that guy or Sean Oakman? It's kind of like a bear versus an elephant. <laughs> yeah, Sean would just it's Sean. Sean would like run after you, tackle you, and just kill you. Laquan, if he just got a hand on you, you were dead. <laughs> like it would hand crush. Like it was, it was over. I wouldn't. Like when the Hulk throws that bitch across yeah. the pond. <laughs> I couldn't pick. I wouldn't want to pick. I would just run away. Dude, there, there's so many. There's okay, this I is this is This is How about what about when y'all won? Big, big 12 championships. Like, what was that feeling like as a team, like, after after y'all won those? Oh, which one, baseball or football? Football. Um, you won a baseball one, too? Our freshman year, yeah, Dude, we got to. Oh, my God, yeah. you're freaking. I didn't do anything. Token. I didn't have anything to do. That was a red shirt. Yeah. I, was, you're like I was down in the bowl. I got five rinks. Wow. <laughs> I was down in the bullpen my freshman year, red shirt, and just bullpen catching, hanging out. <laughs> Um, so the first the first one for football was 2013. We beat UT at home, That's and that cool. and that game was freezing. I mean, it was like 10 degrees, what? and we had these heated benches. Uh-huh. And I was sitting on the edge of one, and Coach Cause, our strength oh, coach, ah yeah. uh, man, he just. Oh boy, I I didn't sit on that bench again. I didn't even Did think about that. Yes, it was like that's for, that is one that is for starters. <laughs> oh, that is for starters. Not a backup long snapper at the time. That is for starters. So I'm like, oh yes, sir, absolutely. I I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go cry. Um, but that was awesome because that was the end of Floyd Casey, the old 
dumps, that was the old stadium. Uh, the old dump stadium that we had that just needed to go. And um, so that was I love that one because we beat Texas first off. It was Mac Brown and um, we That's had to cool. stand the in the last season too, like the last season of Floyd Casey. Y'all yeah. went there. Well, and then we watched. They purposely they turn off the lights one by one until it was completely dark and then that was like case case closed wow and um and then the next one was the next year back to back um was against kansas state and we beat them and that was a blast because people people were rushing the field on that one uh-huh. i was running in the stands i i, I jumped in the stands <laughs> was running into the stands and then I was like going to my parents seat to go hang out with them <laughs> so I was I was up there getting pictures with my family <laughs> uh, with my hat and like big 12 champ shirt on and just hanging out up there then I ran back down to the field That's to awesome. celebrate but I immediately went up to my family That's and, so cool and saw them no first. one does that no because everybody I'm running like on the walkway she people are staring of, at me students and everybody and they see like the, the actual football you see one guy up. going up against the wave but uh i'm running and people are like what are you doing like, as i run past them and um yeah mom and dad are like what wait where, what are you doing i'm like i'm just hanging out you know whatever that's so cool okay so we're wrapping up our time at baylor you get an invite to the nfl combine yeah. What was what was and then obviously we we get to the draft yeah. and we're drafted by Alliance. What's that process? When did you figure out you were legit at Longstaffing? <laughs> like was the snap doctor like, "Hey, <laughs> you could really really play." Like did I'm you not, get a prescription to I'm the NFL. I'm talking I'm talking like NFL. Um it's actually the reason I quit baseball was because coach Bryles told me that I could really do long snapping. And so I was like, that sounds pretty good. I don't like going to the field four hours before a game, and the game itself lasts three hours five times a week, like baseball. But uh, the grind, the, yeah, these two guys. Uh, what really, what really put me—it's funny. What really put me on the map, I think, was when I people were like some snappers were doing trick shots. Yeah, you did that trick shot from the top Gio of the Landis stadium. Went dude right? perfect on the world. Was it? Dude was perfect it that came shot? out. Yeah, it was that shot. That's it was. I snapped Wait, a f- that was with Dude Perfect? No, 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 no. That, <laughs> Dude Perfect was, like, happening, and uh, some snapper, like, two snappers I saw did trick shots of, like, a bottle on the head or, like, from the from the stands. And so I go, well, let's, let's get into McLean and do uh, Top of the Stadium. That's money. And uh, I actually made it. I made it on my 12th try. Wow. And it bounced out. And so we put you the to keep going. Yeah, so we put the pylons in the trash uh-huh. can to catch it, and then I made it like I think it was like twelve more times. It was How long like were you out there? How long? Oh, we were out there like hour. Twenty five snaps know. isn't that long. Yeah, but it think was, about it. But you have to get the ball all the way. Yeah, you have to get the ball. How many footballs did you have? Like eight balls in the bag, and so so you'd have to run the ball. We ran down like three times, fill up the bag, go back up. Um, but so after that happened, after you made it, you put it on social media. What happened, was the feedback? Blew up, went on ESPN. Um, it exploded, and I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's great." And uh, I see, really loved it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but after that, I was just I, I don't know. We had a great season, and I didn't have a bad snap or anything. And it just kind of like um, 
I really noticed when I had one practice and I saw the the Chicago Bears guy was there, and Mike Ditka, uh, Bears. <laughs> I wish that Bears. Uh, <laughs> and so a scout was there, and I ran out early, and it was just like three of us, and I was warming up, snapping, and he followed followed with a pad and with a stopwatch. And so he is standing from like me to you, like on top of me, and I'm snapping. and He's timing it, writing it down. So kind of like a pop time for a catcher. Yes, almost. Okay. pop time for catcher, and then watching like where it hits the. Were you, were you like the trying hard? Like where were you like, oh, I gotta like try hard? Do, or were you just warming up? Or were you like, I was, hey, dude, warm, like, I, I was just warming up. I was like, oh, he's <laughs> he's watching me warm up. I better be good on these. Like this is. He's on top of me. <laughs> you could feel his breath, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, didn't know how to feel it right here, uh, sir. But, uh, um, but yeah, I, I well, I got invited to the uh, the Senior Bowl, which is like you know top seniors go to this Reese's Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, and um, so I got that invite. Went and did that, and then that's where they do a bunch of like where scouts sit down with you and do interviews, right? They yeah, a ton of interviews, yeah. a ton of everything, and then um, and then next thing I know, like I looked down at my phone, I had an email, and it was from the NFL. It was saying um, like, "Congrats, you've been invited to the combine. You're the only snapper. Wow, all this stuff. That's so legit. You're going to Indy, and uh, that was like, all right, this is really real. Like this." You know, were you expecting that, or was that just? You no, know, I really was. I was. I was expecting like free agency. Obviously, you get your like yeah, that, you get your you know? workouts at school yeah. and your yeah, pro like, days and all that. But yeah, I mean the combines. A, I know. just knew combine was like combine's one guy, and I didn't know any other snappers in my grade except uh, one guy. There was one other guy at the senior bowl, and I was like, okay, this must be the other top guy. Like I didn't know. Yeah, I just didn't know what was going to go on. And so I, I got that. And then, um, and so combine happened. Combine was nuts. I snap, I was the only snappers. And there was, um, I think there was like six kickers and six punters. And so I ended up snapping like 165 or oh, 70. Every single one of those guys? Every single one of them. Well, they, they switched me up during punt during the punt team. I snapped like five to each punter got a break and they pulled a machine out and then went back in but then the the kickers i had to snap every single one of them and so one of the coaches came up there like hey we've already seen what you can do just just get it back there i'm like i'm dying my lower <laughs> yeah. back hurts <laughs> this is this you're is not, a lot you're not used to the most you've ever snapped right yeah oh, by far you weren't by far it was the most i've ever snapped you weren't used to bending over like that huh well i mean dancing yeah but <laughs> Not like that's like throwing BP snapping. to the entire like MLB showcase, like being <laughs> yeah. the only pitcher and be like, "Hey, can you throw BP to all of us?" And freaking blowing out your arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we go, we go, combine. Mm -hmm. We're snapping every every kicker that's there. What was the time like after like going to the draft? What did you get feedback on the like? From from combine to draft day, was there feed feedback in between that, or was it like nothing until draft day? Yeah, I was getting some calls. So after the after um, the combine, and then you have like your personal workouts. If a team really likes you, they'll they're gonna fly in and come watch you one on one. Yeah. Yes. How many uh, reps of bench press did you hit? I did not bench at you all. Didn't bench? Uh -uh. You didn't bench. What what, what workouts did you do? Did you do the shuttle? Shuttle the forty. Um, was the 40 fun? 40 is so much fun. 
Actually, I'm the only one that yelled after I finished through. I yelled, I yelled a whoa, Nelly. Like, whoa, Nelly. Like that. And it was so quiet. It echoed. Echoed through the, <laughs> the whole stadium. stadium. I just, I, you see me on camera, I just go like that. Like, oh, my did you God. Do the broad, I didn't know it was going to be that loud. Jump? Yeah, I did the broad jump, the vertical, the, um, I did the, uh, there was one where, like, you're laying on your back and they want to see if your toes can touch behind your head. So I just leaned back and did that, and they're like, "Okay, you're good. All right, see ya." <laughs> what? And that was like your flexibility, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after that, Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals flew to Waco and uh, worked me out. Mm-hmm. And the Detroit coach, special teams coach Joe Marciano, called me about every day, and he's like a 150 year old man. <laughs> Uh, he's just old, but um, he would call me and be like, you know, we're we're gonna try to draft you, but if not, this is me giving you like a, a scholarship. You know, we want you, we want you to come yeah. up here. I'm like, okay, that's great. And then um, I was telling my agent this the whole time too, and so and then Marciano called me and said, hey, I want to put you on with a guy. Someone wants to talk to you. I was like, all right, that's great. And um, it was Bob Quinn, who's the GM for the uh for the Lions. Talked to him for a little bit, and they're like, "Yeah, we're real interested. We like you a lot." It's like, "Okay, that's like great. I, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome." And then I told my agent that, and my agent goes, "Well, you, I'd be the first one to say that you're my first client that has a as a snapper that's got a GM like personally talk to you over the phone." Wow, what that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah, so I was, I was like, "Okay," and then that's that's when it set in. I'm like, "I could I could honestly get drafted. Like this this could happen, but." I was expecting free agency um, and just go up and like for a tryout, you know. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, then let's fast forward to draft day. Yeah. Where were you? What was the setup? Were you with your family and Tyler? And when you got the call? Yeah, I was about to what, say. Yeah. You, what, what was it like that day? Did you have a draft party? Like a banger? No. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> did they Did they have the cameras on you? No. No. Not oh, at all. You weren't sitting on the couch not like with your I was on the couch. I was not. Your no, family. Single at the time. But um, I was, uh, family was in town. I had a few friends over. Like, it was on the third day, of course. I wasn't going to invite them over on the first first night. Yeah, I'd be like, all or, right, guys, Or I'm even going. the second one. I'm like, hey, <laughs> just come hang out on the third day. We'll wait till the draft over, wait for a call. And, uh, well, this whole time, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm in the, our theater room. My older brother, John, uh, decides to private call me. He private calls me. And so I, my phone, you know, I have my phone on loud, goes off. And um, I look, and it's private. And I immediately look at John, and John's laughing. But my family's out in the other room. And so first one through that door is my mom. Yeah. She uses my phone. She's like, are you, where are you going? Like, where are you going? I go, it's it's your old, it's your eldest son, mom. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's John is calling me. And John just Wait, li- did you answer, like, hello? No, I should have. I should have been like, yo, like, like Jerry Jones, what's going on? How you doing? You know, something big, and uh, we would have died. But, yeah, John John pulled a few pranks that day. That, that was, is so great. That was his big one. It was just call me with my phone all loud. And, I mean, you see a head poke in the room to make sure I'm like, it's, it's, that, it's that guy, <laughs> that guy, John, that guy. So when the, when the Lions called you... Were you like, were you pumped? What like? Oh, stoked! Well, I, my phone went off and it was a three one three number. It was just a, I think it was the area code three one three, and I was like, and it said Detroit, Michigan. 
And I go, oh boy, I'm going to Detroit. And I answer it, and it's uh, it's Bob Quinn. And he's like, hey, Jimmy, we're uh, we've got the next pick. We're gonna take you, and uh, welcome like to Detroit. You're a lion, and I was I jumped up, was going nuts, and um, and then they That's put me on so the cool. put me on the phone with uh, Martha Ford, who, oh, okay. owner of the team. Excuse me, Jim, Martha, Martha. Does that ring a bell? Martha Firestone Ford. She was Ford, a Firestone. Detroit. She oh, was the tire. It, it really rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tire married the car. And um What came it, first, the tire or the car? <laughs> Stay on track. True question. It's the, it's the horse. The horse came first. Wait, Jimmy, let's watch this. Jimmy Landis, long snapper, Baylor. You're the one, guy, the one guy. The one guy. You're the one guy. Just go. Yeah. The crowd going crazy. Snap combine, I believe. I can't wait to see the B-roll on the long snap. The only The B-roll. The B-roll. Let's go. The B-roll. Look at him. They put the arrow on you. Jared, we're gonna throw this video on our social. Actually, he does. I, I think he had some, some, you know, snapping it into a basketball goal. And all. This is the most electric basketball goal. This is the most electric can. highlight tape I've ever seen in my life. Stuff <laughs> you see on YouTube. He's also a baseball player. He played well. He couldn't hit the curveball, so he won. Yeah, oh! he hit the curveball. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I couldn't hit the curveball. I get out. You idiot. He said he couldn't hit the curveball. Couldn't hit the curveball. As you, as soon as you get drafted, the guy goes. Yeah, well, ball. yeah, he's, he's gonna make it the full. Like, couldn't hit the curveball though. All right, so, oh, yeah, so you're you're in Detroit. Hey, one hit wonders. One hit. <laughs> that's what we are. Yeah. You're in Detroit. You're a Detroit Lion now, right? Yeah. So we were. Jared and I spent some time on Twitter. You know, we we dug up. Yeah, I've got we some dug up dirt. some stuff on Twitter to see what how your preseason you ever went. Google yourself on Twitter. Or and, Twitter yourself. And this was on. Respond to some fans. This was no, but I would. On, I would look up, see what people were saying. <laughs> August. Twenty uh, seventh, two thousand sixteen. Okay. Hey, find his at. What's his Red, at? At Red Ruckus eighty one <laughs> tweeted, "Get Jimmy Landis the f out of here." <laughs> Diehard Lions fan. Do you? What What was going on on August twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen? I think it was a preseason game. I don't know, but I definitely remember. That tweet because one of my friends, Jake Crandall, responded to that tweet and said, "Death, deaf, not death, deaf to the haters." Like, whatever. And I go, I, so I started. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, okay, you can search your name on Twitter, see what people were talking about you. And I was, people were talking some mad stuff so, on me. They're okay. like, we just wasted. They're like. First off, I was like, we just wasted a pick on a long snapper Detroit. Like, yeah. so Detroit, total Detroit. We just pulled a pick. We just drafted a long snapper, people. And so, like, so hey, it's great to be up here. Thanks, guys. Attached attach to that last tweet. This was literally the same day at the same time. Miss Paula Pash okay. tweets, Prater's 53-yard field goal misses after bad snap by rookie Jimmy Landis. So it must have been that preseason game that you're talking about. Do you remember that bad snap? These people, these these people that are on Twitter, okay. Are you saying here, it wasn't a bad snap? Here, here's, here's the snap right here. Like that's that's perfect. If you put it like here or like that that low, not like within the zone, it's a horrible snap. So and so some of these people are like, it's. Ugh. So are you blaming it on Matt Prater? 
No, not I know at all. y'all are boys. Absolutely not. No, not at all. Not at all. I just can't believe it was like, oh, bad snap. Whatever. Yeah, they. <laughs> it was only because they only like zoned in on me because I got drafted. So everything that I did, every snap that I made, they're immediately like. So at Ryan at Ryan underscore pod Twitter Jimmy 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 Landis with another shaky snap hashtag Long Snapper Watch 2016 at Pride of Detroit Whatever you live Whatever you live in Detroit Whatever at Detroit Online says. It still weirds me out to that people point out Bob Quinn's pick of Jimmy Landis as his biggest failure. It was in the Thank sixth you. round. Thank you. <laughs> Who cares? Thank you. That's like, it's a compliment. Only <laughs> yeah, it's a compliment. That's like, okay, exactly. Like, did I call to be asked to get drafted by Detroit? No. Um. Uh, there, there's also this guy on here that claims that you are the next Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> Can you... What? No, I'm completely kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm completely kidding. Uh, I've been... Okay, okay, okay. Wow. No, so... <laughs> wow. Transitioning from... Good. From those there was, angry residents of Detroit. Man, they were not... We're going to go... Yeah, we're Detroit, gonna, We're going to transition to this one. Detroit. Uh, and this is, a, just, this is just a Prater. quote by Jimmy Landis. At K Minky, Jimmy Landis on whether he ever thought he'd make money as a long snapper. Open quote. No, it's awesome. Making the league minimum, throwing the ball between my legs. Close quote. <laughs> that's a quote by Jimmy Landis. That's a true quote. That's What's the background quote. on that? Do you remember that? saying that? That's pretty fun. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah, a good quote. They interviewed me. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just interviewing me because I was like, a long snapper draft. Are you serious? Detroit? Like, we'll, we'll just get to know this guy. And, uh, yeah, I remember saying, like, yeah, what's better? I, I bend over, grab a ball through my leg. Well, grab a ball, throw it through my legs, and yeah, we'll call it a day. Huh? And I get paid for it. Why not? <laughs> That's just how I would talk to these reporters. That's so, amazing. Yeah, Jimmy, I have a question awesome. about that. Um, what, like, I, I don't know. I was watching the Michael Jordan documentary. They're all over, like, him in the locker room, and, like, the cameras are all on him. And, like, is it overwhelming to when reporters like all over you and like asking you a bunch of questions like how how hard is it to not be like dude like get out of my face like i don't want to talk to you so they were allowed 45 minutes after practice every day to come in the locker room and interview they were not allowed in the training room okay so the second the i ran in there threw off my pads helmet just booked it to the training room got in the ice bath and or something just hung out until they were gone or i went and showered i remember there was one time I went to the shower and I walk out in my towel and they're all in there and I just walk over to my locker and I just drop it. I was gonna I ask. Like, turn, like, turn around etiquette. and look and like no one's kind of everyone's like, oh my god. Do you dude. think? Like, do you I'm think like, they didn't come over because you're naked or they didn't come over to you because you were just a long snapper? They just saw the the hair on my on my on my cheeks and they're like, we can't. We don't want to get. Like, we don't want to get around that. Was there any like bold like intern reporter that had to go one on one with you while you're naked, like ask no. you questions? Maybe that was the only time where they caught me. I'm like, I'm not just gonna stand here in my towel. Like, I have to get dressed. Like, I'm just gonna drop it. And so so now that we're we're on the kind of like the locker room topic, who are your best pals on the team? Any stories with? The, okay, I know I know you've talked about Prater. Any stories within that that stick out to you? And I do want to talk. I, I do want you to talk about the rookie dinner. Um, 
Yeah, there's a few. There's one story with uh, uh, with Prater, uh, Matt. Who's, Prater. who's a you know? It's just a he's, phenomenal. He solidified himself in NFL. He's a big NFL kicker. He's right? on my fantasy team. I absolutely love Matt Prater. He was the dry dry humor. He would always like walk up to you and he'd get in your ear and you just go like that. And I just go what Prater <laughs> like kiss everyone. And in then their like ear. during meetings he would do a. Like kind of like very subtle, and I would start giggling. I would start laughing because you just out of nowhere, you're like straight face. Yeah, it's just dead serious. Like in team meeting or especially in this meeting, I just be trying not to lose it. But one night, um, I went over to Prater's house, had dinner, had a we had had a massive dinner, and um, in the NFL you have weigh-ins every Saturday, and I ate a ton, drank a ton, and the next day. So my weight range was 240 to 245, and every pound overweight, you're fined. What? Like six, I think it was 600 bucks. You got to find for every pound you're overweight. I walk in at 6 a.m. and I'm 249, <laughs> and I go, oh no. I immediately go to the sauna for an hour and lose. I lost 4.1 pounds. So I weighed in at 244.9, and I thought I was going to have a stroke. Dehydrated. I was, like, shaking, cramping. I sweated everything out. And, um, yeah, that was God, that was brutal. But um, I was over at Prater's house probably every night, hanging out with him and playing uh, zombies. That's awesome. That's awesome. It was Is there the any chance snapper that, kicker It was combo. great. It's it was so great. Special teams trio, baby. Is there any chance that Matt Prater uh, listens to this podcast? No, but I can send it to him. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, go to, we'll, go to this we'll time. It. We'll cut this clip out. Yeah, uh, we'll we cut this clip cut out. out. We'll make sure we send it to Matt Prater. Oh, please. I'll send it to I just what really a, would I like to that. say, Mr. Prater. I miss you, and I wish you would answer my FaceTimes like he used. He would also, another thing Prater would do, which was unbelievable, but it'd be like 3.30 in the morning, and I'd be asleep, and I'd wake up, and it was a FaceTime from Matt Prater, and I'd answer, and I'd go, hello? And he'd be like, oh, Jimmy, man, I was... I was worried sick about you. I'd be like, I, Matt, I'm in bed. I just left your house. And he's like, all right, well, I'll see you in the morning. And then he'd hang <laughs> out. It. it was just, he was always he's like, amazing. I was worried sick about you. And so I, I miss Matt. I wish you would, Matt, call me back, buddy. I'd love to hear your voice. So was, when y'all did rookie dinner, was it by special teams? Was it by like your, your position? Yeah, well, it was, uh, so was it special teams that yes. you had the so was Prater there with you? Yes. Tell us about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was me. I had to go pick up the other snapper, uh, Mulebach, because they they were allowed to drink. I was not allowed to drink, and uh, we had a special guest that night too. So it was the snapper Don Mulebach, our punter Sam Martin, kicker Matt Prater, and. A special guest was John Landis was in town. Oh, none no. other than Jimmy Landis's no, brother. John Landis was in town, and Prater, of course, like you're coming to this dinner. Jimmy's got you. I was like, oh my gosh. So, so it's like he was a player. Like you were paying for. Yeah, him. I was paying for John. Paid for John. And um, so Mulebach Snapper ordered like two bottles of. It was like this halo wine right off the bat, and I looked at the waiter. I go, how much is a bottle? He just goes, uh, five fifty, sir. And I go. I was like, 
Are you, Mule, are you serious? He's like, hey. It's all right. Two of them? It's all right, two of them. <laughs> Off the bat, we ordered every appetizer, I think, twice. We all got steaks. Got every dessert on the menu. And it, oh, it, our reservations were at 6, and it closed at 10. We were there until 11.30 <laughs> in a back room. And I ended up getting a lemon hit in my face because Sam Martin just decided just to throw half of a lemon at me and just... It was. It got rowdy. He's probably sitting next to John. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he for sure was. And then just, this is the most insane. What? Yeah. Oh. And then I, I get the check. And I'm like, I, what was the at least, it, at least it's tax deductible. Uh, thirty three hundred for a dinner <laughs> of five. <laughs> Unbelievable. Was it like? Was it worth it? Was the dinner the food? That's so good. It was. Okay, it was okay. everything was worth it. Did you get the that? Time. Did you get that rookie haircut where they shaved you into like a bowl cut or something like that? No, thankfully not. Not Dang. like the Broncos do. Uh, yeah, what, what, our head coach wouldn't. He was like none of that. What rookie pranks did y'all have? We didn't really have any pranks. We would. Uh, the only thing I had to do was like prayer to go. Hey, I need. I need a log of dip. Here's my keys. Go get it. <laughs> That's really like my rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just kind of. That was it. It was. It was all about get ready for the rookie dinner from the first yeah. day you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard stories and some of these O linemen that went out and they had these. I mean, O linemen can, can eat. eat. Yeah. And some of them were like six thousand, seven thousand bucks for dinner, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I went away. I walked yeah, away nicely. Yeah. So, with I'm your time, in, with your time in the NFL. Bro, how cool is it that you got to play? Yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. Can you? Can you? Like how nobody cool can ever well, take that away from you. Do you understand how cool like that is? You were in the league. That's you got the coolest thing ever. It was fun. I just I got hurt my third preseason yeah. game, and I I never played a actual NFL so game. T- so tell so us that about was, that, because I imagine that was probably <clears throat> pretty hard, and that was a struggle, and that was kind of maybe like a tough pill to swallow a for a while. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, well, I, that happened. So I, I had surgery on my shoulder, rehab throughout the season, and then I came back in 2017. And, um, uh, you know, it was just they called me in. They're like, hey, our vet did good last year with that we kept, and uh, good luck to you. I was like, okay. So I left Detroit, and I thought, all right, well, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> you know, I got – I wasn't humble at the time. I was like, oh, I got drafted. Like, it's not going to be a problem. We're gonna get back in there, right? And I had a workout with the Eagles, Texans, the Bears, and the Cowboys, and just never landed anywhere. So it was like two years of chasing that dream, and then I decided it's just not gonna happen. Right. It's all about timing, and it's all about getting with the right team. And some of these guys last 12, 13 years, and yeah. I thought that was gonna be me, but uh, one year. What, uh, Still the coolest thing ever. I mean, you can't, <laughs> hey, they can't take your name dude. out of that draft. It was like a blast. What? I will say my... Do what? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. no, you go ahead. Me? You go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. At what point... I will say my favorite... <laughs> um, one of my favorite memories was... <laughs> we drafted a quarterback, Jake Rudock, from Michigan. And... Uh, so Jake and I became friends. And Jake's like, let's go over to Ann Arbor, like 30 minutes away, and go meet... Uh, Come meet Jim Harbaugh. It's like great. Yeah, sounds great. And um, so we go over there, tour the facilities, and go into Jim Harbaugh's office. He's talking to Jake. I just said I'm Jimmy. And then he looked at me and goes, 
well, Jimmy, you know, you're, you're kind of fat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> right off the bat, Jim Harbaugh just goes, well, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, you that you were up. fat. He coached the University of Michigan in his office. Awesome. And just goes, you know, you're, you're kind of, kind of fat. It was a long snapper. I was like, well, uh, these guys are huge. Like, I, you know, I can't be small. And he goes, well, you got to run too, right? You got to run down the field. And I go, yeah, but I don't have to cover like a wide area. I just cover my lane. He's like, oh, okay. And that was about our conversation. That was it. Yep. And so we left and Jake looked at me and he just goes, yeah, that's just Coach Harbaugh. And so our preseason game, we played Baltimore Ravens and Harbaugh's brother, John, is the head coach. And so I'd met Coach Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, at the Senior Bowl and so I saw him again, and I said hello, and I go, hey, I, I got to meet your brother. He's like, oh, yeah? And I go, yeah, he called me fat. <laughs> and he just goes, yeah, sorry, that's that's my brother. <laughs> so that was like, so when you see Jim Bar- Harbaugh, you know, eating steak with milk, it it makes sense now. <laughs> he just, he'll do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, does not care. That's so amazing. Okay, uh, so... But go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. We're, no, go ahead. We've been... Go ahead. We've been buzzing with this... We've, we're an hour and 20 minutes in. Oh, wow. Uh, I've got a question. Go ahead. Um, so, go ahead. you know that um, the old... I mean, we all... We've, we've played college baseball in here. We all... We, we know the... Um, the kind of... The, the do and die of ping pong... So bear with me. This is this is loaded. Okay. So you know how you know how you know how ping pong is the detriment to any team's success. Like from the coach's view, you know what I mean. They'll be like, "You're playing too much ping pong." Like all the that's all y'all care about is ping pong. But they could also twist it like, "Hey, like you know, you better be this good kid. This pong. kid is has, his hand-eye coordination is great. Like, he spends a lot of time. You know, when ping-pong. he's not on the field, he's playing ping pong, and, and you know, I think it correlates. <laughs> so it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, no, and so. So this translate into how often do you guys like in the locker room and talk about um, fantasy football and like how you're doing? Um, this is him as an NFL player. Yeah. Yes, not as a col- not as a college baseball player. This is in the NFL. Like, how often does it go around in the locker room? Like, oh man, like you had a good like fantasy season last year. Or like, oh my brother's got you on your fantasy team. Or like, dang, I got to put up some fantasy points this season. Also. Secondary question, did you ever pick yourself in fantasy football, slash would you? (laughs) That was a big Uh, question, but that's what I had to say. Believe it or not, the first time I played fantasy football was last fall. I never played it growing up. I just never played it, but I had like a lot of my friends that were playing and were like, yeah, we just picked you, and I go, why? Why? They had me at tight end, (laughs) and my overall ranking was like 43. I had like a 20 awareness, which means if I was walking into the kitchen, I'd trip over a rock, like a little pebble in the, you know, zero awareness. But I'm like, whatever. And um, so, no, I, I never did. Or like play with yourself in Madden. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would. I was, uh, I think I threw myself in at tight end. It threw it and like hit him in the face and dropped it. But uh, um, there was, there was, it, it was funny. I, I did think like people talk about fantasy football. I never really heard anyone like, "Hey, yo, my points are gonna go up for my bros," or yeah. like, or like, so I just I up. just crushed it. Like, I hope my friends like pay me or something. But 
We would get fan mail. And that's cool. We would get fan mail and um Yeah, what was some of the most ridiculous stuff you read? The 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 best one, the best slash worst one I got was a little you know, little kid. I think it was from like North Dakota sent me this this letter and uh <laughs> and he he got me and the other snapper mixed up. Oh, <laughs> and what he a said, bummer. he said, like, Jimmy, congrats on getting drafted. I heard you've snapped, you snapped one of the hardest balls in, uh, in the NFL and that I'm like, congrats on having a 13-year career. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at Mule, uh, the other snapper, and he's next to me. I'm like, we just got one letter to you and me, but this kid has mixed it up to where yeah, he thinks it's like I'm one you person. and thinks you are and me. And so I don't know how to reply. Like, thank you. I, I, I hope I last 40 more years. I don't know. To, <laughs> don't know what to write, but um, I only got like three letters of mail. <laughs> like, you're my favorite long snapper. And I go, how did you know? <laughs> Some of this stuff, I think mean, they, they just want a signature. And so I, I signed one like Babe Ruth. Um, Babe Ruth card? Yeah. <laughs> you signed a Babe Ruth card or you sent him no, back a letter signed like, and signed your name signed like, as Babe Ruth? You know, Ruth. like big, he he couldn't tell what it was. And it was, you know, he thinks, oh, it looks like Jimmy Lane. And it was just Babe Ruth. <laughs> but very discreet. Very discreet. All right, so. Sweet kid, sorry. So. Sorry. You've spent your time in the league and then, you know, now we're, now we're out, but we're trying to get back in. Was, how... How long did it take for you to, or when you got to that point, you're like, okay, like I'm not going back. Yeah. How, what was that transition like? Like, was it a tough pill to swallow, or were you pretty good with like, okay, like I'm happy with, you know, with where I was for that long. Now it's the next chapter. How'd you handle it? Yeah, it it was. I thought I'd be in it, like super quick, immediately back. So I went back to Waco. Um, I helped two guys start a, a croissant donut food truck called Nightlight Donuts. Shout out. Nightlight Donuts in... No free ads. In Waco. And so that that kind of like kept my mind away from just constantly thinking about football. I was like, all right, let's get this going. I'll keep working out. And, and uh, man, it was like a year and a half had gone by. I moved from Waco to Dallas to Tyler back to Waco, back to Dallas, back to Tyler, and then back to Dallas. So I did this triangle twice. And um, that last time I went to Dallas, I was mentally, I go, all right, I'm gonna get, I had this camp coming up, this long snapping camp. This is my last shot. And it's fine, I got drafted, it's great. I did it for a year. Awesome. I got a story to tell the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But it's it's time. Like I can't keep doing this. Yeah. I was I was tired of like just waiting, waiting and kinda like I could tell whenever so I think at this time period we were together. Yeah. And at least for some of it. And I remember I would go out with you and you would, you know, snap and and do your workout and I would catch in for you. Yeah. And I just remember you talking about like, yeah, like there's a possible tryout. Like there's just a lot of like ups and downs you could tell. And I was kind of unsure if you're going to, you know, um, I might have a tryout, might not. 
but you were yeah. also like, do I, you know, do I put it down? Do I pursue this? Like there was, I could tell you, then you started studying for business school and I could just tell there was like a really like confusing time of like, okay, like what am I going to do from my standpoint? It looked like you handled it well, but I don't know from like inside your head, you were like, man, like this is tough right now. I, I wouldn't say mentally lost it. I was in, in shape to be there, but, but mentally I was very much going down like because yeah tucker would come and catch my balls um in the indoor uh yeah he would my i would have like my whole hand was a strawberry (laughs) so and it got down to the point where i was getting so mentally i was so mad that nothing had happened that if i had snapped at one at Tucker's chest and not his hip. I would go. I would Jimmy, go berserk. Jimmy, I'd be you could just so tell. Mad. That's kind of like a testament to like, you know, being a professional and like that level of being in the NFL. The small misses that you had like this far. Like I'm not kidding, Jared. Yeah. Like I would catch a ball and he would snap it. And because whenever you get to the NFL, like you try working out, like not really looking at me. Like you would just snap it with like muscle memory, and you'd be like, "Where was that?" And like if I told you it was right here. Jimmy would just yell the f word like he like I've never seen I, I, Jimmy doesn't get mad well I, very I, much I, I but like, it out but whenever Jimmy was snapping and he'd have like a miss snap he would get so angry and then next the next second he would like cuss really loud and he'd be like all right how are you like yeah, right after that you know just flip the switch but it was like Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde quick <laughs> and then I was like okay I but it was literally like I'm I'm talking like a couple inches off and he was just like. Like either happy about it or he was just like angry. The worst, the word, the 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 meanest, um, the most angry I was was when I would snap field goals to you, and if the laces were not facing out, yeah, I'd be like, "Are you? I'm not gonna make it. What? What is going on here?" Yeah, I was just, oh man, so echoing in the indoor, like echo. It, yeah, it was, and and it was eye opening for me because I had never, you know, I've played one year football in middle school so I didn't really know that world so you know so, what you're talking about yeah I, I knew I was teaching him and he was asking me questions too like I was like giving him advice and <laughs> yeah <laughs> NFL well, draft yeah <laughs> it was like the the idea of like you're a long snapper you have to be perfect yeah. that was ingrained yeah. in my head it was like perfection and if you were not perfect then my mind was like you're not gonna make it yeah and I should have just even our assistant special teams coach when I was up in Detroit, because um, that, that Emilio was like, all right, I got to be perfect. If I'm going to beat this guy out, I got to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And our assistant special teams coach goes, Jimmy, I couldn't hammer a nail in your ass right now. Like, you need to chill yeah. out. Yeah, they could you see need to that calm makeup. down. I was like, okay. Wow. Dude, so, that was something I never knew. That was going. I was living with you, but I really didn't know what was going on in your and head. Then the, and then the best part was, that anger turned into studying for the GRE anger that if I had missed a problem. And I thought he got angry at missing a snap. <laughs> if he got, he would do his like GRE questions and then after he was done, he'd go back in like the back of the book and check his answers. Dude, the, this man was, you would, <laughs> you would think he had missed like 10 snaps in a row for getting one question wrong. It'd be like five plus five is 10, what? <laughs> yeah, it was. So, okay, so now. Transitioning from football, you're talking about the GRE. We're at SMU business right now. We're what, like halfway? Yeah, just finished my first okay. year. And you think yeah. about and you watching also, on the football team? <laughs> yeah, redoing. So, so we've, and you've also mentioned Nightlight Donuts, yeah. which is still something that's going on right now. Fill us in. 
What, what's your what's your position with Nightlight Donut? Favorite Donut, honestly. <laughs> oh, just real quick. Good what's old your position, glaze, baby? What's your position with Nightlight Donuts? Uh, I'm Long just snapper. like uh, <laughs> snapping it at the customers. Um, <laughs> oh, here, catch. No, I'm just a co-investor, co-owner. Um, Jackson Ren, Eric Ren started it and started as a food truck, and we are opening up. Check, check. Opening up a storefront, storefront, Waco, Texas, uh, September 1st, this fall. Oh, it's fall. actually really legit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the mock-up looks awesome, yeah, too. So okay. So Throwing in coffee there, you know, make it like the Waco hip, like, common grounds. Yes. Like, take your date here, get some donuts and coffee. <laughs> uh, so, Nightlight's a thing. Nightlight's yeah. awesome. I've been around it. It's really cool, especially in the Waco world. It's awesome. Yeah, Tucker used to help sell donuts with me. Yeah, in that's the, really in cool. the truck. It was yeah. awesome at Scruffs at like two a.m. That was a blast. <laughs> there were fam- there were families showing up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we messed with these drunk people coming out of Scruffs too. Like that one guy that walked out. And he's like, I just want one. I just want. He's like, I just want one donut. And I go, well, There's a big line of girls right there, and if you buy six, I'm sure you'll get some numbers. He goes. Give me twelve. <laughs> it was like easy. It's just so much fun messing these people. So these these tactics <laughs> at Jimmy, you know, two a.m. nightlight donut sales. Jimmy translated this into SMU Business School, and so that's where we are now. Or SMU are now. Business, you're like yeah. halfway, right? Yeah, just yeah, finished my first year. What are you doing? So we mentioned where we're at in Austin right now, recording. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here in Austin? I'm working, um, was an intern, just got promoted to uh, associate producer of uh, Are you reading off a script right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 153 Studio Group. And uh, working on some projects with our big man. His name's Eric Gettleman. And uh, man, enjoying it. I'm uh, learning kind of the, the industry, uh, different industry, the film creative world creative world and um jumping into that like um you know before i before i went to business school it's like you can be an investment banker you want to be a financial advisor and all this stuff i'm like yeah i i want to understand business but i i if you sit me behind a desk for 10 hours a day on xl i will find the highest the highest floor and break open that window and jump <laughs> With a smile on my face, I will be going. I will say full you speed. you are you have too much character and too much personality to be stuck at a desk. I just gotta be around You've people. You got great I social gotta skills. Be people. And people love you. Yeah, and you I love people. Love people. Um, and I, I and I love telling stories. And um, it's just yeah, mainly being around people. Um, that's that's really all I want to do. You know, like almost like a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. So don't 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 make me do that. Value a company, private equity. I'll I will do it if I have to. But I'd rather be with you guys. Right? How much right. do you How much do you uh, value the Inside the Loop podcast at right about now? Not really. Uh, I won your first one, so I don't really care anymore. But uh, this is great. I, I love it what you guys are doing. Like I've seen some of your earlier ones. You've got some cool guys coming on and telling their stories and. Um, Man, I love it. I love telling stories. Love hearing stories. Yeah. Love learning about. We thought people. you were. We thought you were worthy of sharing a story. I just really appreciate it. And that, I, that, I think that, that, that. Go ahead. Just talk, because I know. No, you're no, talk. you go ahead. You're good. Well, I think that that you had a bunch well, it's, of. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I miss I miss Tucker. I hope. <laughs> I hope someday we can do something together. Well, I doubt it, but that'd be great. <laughs> I know I know Jimmy had a ton of stories lined up, and we could talk about stories all day. Mm-hmm. But we've literally gone an hour and a half, and I think someday we'll do maybe another do a one. part two. I think I more think stories worthy of a part two. More um, war stories. Jared, do you have any questions? Dude, that I, you want I, to wrap up with? I'm loaded with questions. Before I give Jimmy the, um, the sign-off. How does it feel? Um, do you have a question, or do you just try like, you say you do, and then you come up with it? How one? does it feel to have the blue check? <laughs> do you take advantage of it? How much, is, how much do you think about that a day? <laughs> it's, uh... It's nice. <laughs> You get people, people will respond. I just need to get a, the blue check on TikTok. Oh, you're a TikTok guy? Yeah, I got a few videos. I'm trying to make some extra money on the side. So, let's try to get big on TikTok. Dude, I okay. love TikTok. <laughs> All right, so I'm this is how we wrap it up usually is we just talk about the future, and this uh-huh. is just an opportunity for you to shout out people. Okay. That you think are worthy enough to shout, shout out, out Matt Prater. Yeah, Matt Prater. Any updates? Okay. On top of what you told us already. Okay. And you can throw in your uh, your social media handles. Uh, yeah, big big shout out to uh, Matt Prater. Please respond. Big shout out please, to uh, please. or Katie, his wife Katie is great too. Um, she'll res- she'll respond to my like, stories and stuff, and Matt won't. But loving to death. Uh, big shout out to uh, the Landis clan, uh, John Landis, Will Landis, Will for putting up with us, but my mother especially. And then you guys and Eric Gettleman. Big shout out, shout out. to Eric shout Gettleman. Out. Thank you. Having us here to this podcast. And Robert Redford. Robert Redford. <laughs> my One mom. Last shout out. Jared's idol. Robert <laughs> Jared. Shout out to my mom's tears hitting the ground as she figured out we were near Robert Redford's presence. And Nightlight Donuts. Yeah. Nightlight's uh, storefront. Nightlight Donut. Nightlight Donut. Uh, storefront. Coming soon. Uh, Jimmy, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I appreciate love it. Love you, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, we love you. All right, we're I out. love you. All right, take care. How are you?